Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 3, Duck Soup. <laughs> the classic Duck Soup. Oh, the way, like, wow, before I even said the title, you're just laughing. <laughs> like, already. <laughs> That's how this whole episode went when I was watching it. Because I haven't seen this episode in a couple years. And mm. from the first opening moment, I was just dying laughing. Every single thing in this episode just makes me this makes me laugh then this will be an interesting conversation (laughs) so this was directed by sean mcnamara and david brookwell and sean mcnamara got the writing credit this was number 203 in production so it's meant to be here that's always good Mm -hmm. premiered june 29th 2001 and has a 7.7 on imdb 7.7 that's a little lower than average yeah Average is usually like 7.5. Oh, really? Okay. I've seen it was like 8.1 or something. On TV.com, it's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. TV.com, everything's like ridiculously high. It's because someone just goes through and goes 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, like on all the episodes. They don't even (laughs) think about it. Each episode probably only has three ratings (laughs) anyway, you know? Yeah. IMDb is usually out of like 30, 40 ratings. Yeah. So... Before we get into it, I do have an email. So this is from Jessica. And she says, Hi, greetings from Mexico. I hope this email finds you well. Even Stevens was one of my favorite shows growing up, along with Lizzie McGuire. I watched them when they originally aired back in the early 2000s and recently revisited both shows with their respective movies. A few weeks ago, I found your podcast and I'm so glad because we get to have more Even Stevens content. I love the podcast. You're very easy to listen to and it has a great vibe. I also like it because I can totally relate with you and your love for the show. It's nice to listen to fellow Even Stevens fans, and I love how protective of the show you are. Ha ha. It definitely deserves more recognition. I really enjoy the cast and crew interviews because I learn new tidbits about the show, and I really liked the episode with your mom, Brittany, because my mom and I are exactly the same. I could identify so well. You should have your mom on the podcast more often. I also really enjoyed the special episodes. I just listened to the Listener Topics special where you discussed DCOMs, and in case you do another Listener Topics episode, I would like to know your general thoughts on the movie's true confessions and hounded. Oh, nice. Keep up the good work, and thank you, Jessica. Cool. And I thought that'd be a good one to read because you're in luck, Jessica, about having my mom on the podcast more. Yeah. I happened uh, to record her thoughts on this episode to share... At the end, uh, because as usual, we watched it together and uh, yeah, we just kept looking at each other the whole time, if that's any indication. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, thank you so much, Jessica. Really appreciate it. Glad you revisited the show and enjoyed it, of course, and ended up finding our podcast. I got to revisit True Confessions and Hounded. I haven't watched those in years. Yeah, I know. My wife and I are right now in the middle of watching all the Disney animated movies, and we're in the 90s. We're watching them in order. Mm. And then after that, we're talking about doing all the DCOMs from the beginning, uh, from the 90s yeah. all the way. Well. We're not going to watch all the new ones. We're probably going to end around like the Even Stevens movie or something. <laughs> I enjoyed some more recent ones too, though. Oh, yeah. Just because I love DCOMs, I don't even care. Yeah. They're, they're a very specific uh, <laughs> brand of cinema. <laughs> I noticed on Letterboxd, like, <laughs> you marked like all, all of, of my them. movies are DCOMs. <laughs> I was laughing. 
But yeah, True Confessions and Hounded. It was kind of funny. Uh, one of our listeners wrote on one of our episodes on YouTube. They said, I'm about to watch Hounded. Like, they just shared it with us. They were like, it's a decom I haven't seen yet. And Shy is in it, which I always forget. Yeah. And so they were like, I hope it's good. And then I wrote to them. I said, that movie's insane. It starts off okay, but then it turns into a psycho Pomeranian torturing everyone for 30 <laughs> minutes straight. I remember, the, <laughs> I remember the promos for that one. And they talked about the Pomeranian. Yeah. And it kind of gave Pomeranians a bad name in my head because I always <laughs> thought that they were just insane dogs. Psycho. Yeah. When they mentioned that, I kind of thought it was weird how neither of us mentioned True Confessions in our decom picks. I totally yeah. forgot about that movie. Um, I think, didn't we bring it up? I thought we brought it up at one point. I don't think we did. Hmm. Um, <laughs> because Shy is in it, I just wasn't even thinking about it. Like, you know what I mean? Because the way we yeah. said, like, the Even Stevens movie was off limits. Yeah. I think just him being in it, I just totally didn't even think about it. That was one of those movies similar with um, Color of Friendship. They were good movies but but they were like deep they're so serious i'm like i'm not yeah. gonna be like ah oh, yeah like okay. it's not like when i like smart house comes on or like look at the irish <laughs> and i'm like yes these are awesome like i'm not gonna be like yeah i need to watch color friendship right now like or like true confessions you know if that makes sense yeah 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 so. i get it but yeah maybe sometime we'll talk about yeah that'd be those cool. more i think maybe we should keep for the holidays it should we should always yeah. do a holiday special yeah, we didn't do that one this past year. It was kind of a weird year, but yeah, it'd be cool to do one for this coming year. This year is halfway over already. I know, which is insane. Yeah. It's gone by so fast. Anyway, but yeah, there's only a few months away. So yeah, we should do one of those again. It'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. All right. Getting into everything about the episode here. The Disney Plus synopsis is... Louis, Ren, and Donnie have to prepare a gourmet meal when the hired chef backs out of Eileen's important business dinner. Which I guess that's, yeah, that's a pretty yeah. good synopsis, I guess. I have this episode ranked number 56. So low. Jeez, serious? Yeah, and I want to make it even lower than that. <laughs> no, oh my goodness, are you serious? Yes, which we'll get oh. into in my... In my very long, ranty live watch notes where I just did a stream of consciousness, just having all my thoughts. Um, but yeah, you, Ethan, have this at... 16. And after watching it, I'd probably either keep it there. I might make it 15 because I have short story at 15. I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a while either. Mm. Um, I might flip flop them. I just... I just this is such a good one to me. And I was thinking I might have been in the minority when I was watching it. And I was like, this is just totally my humor. I don't know if anybody else could gravitate towards it. But then I was on YouTube and looking at the comment section and they're all like saying how much they love the episode for the most part. Huh. And so I felt better about my rating because I was like, OK, there are people out there who who are finding humor in this like me. Not that I would be insecure about it anyway but <laughs> yeah you, you like what you like or uh but it, it's harder to justify things that you like when nobody else likes it versus <laughs> something you dislike when everyone loves it if that makes sense yeah it is interesting that was it mark who had this on his worst episode yeah yeah i think it might i think it was mark yeah, yeah. but then dennis kind of agreed a little bit i think yeah but. yeah well yeah i wasn't on his list but i think he was like yeah that one was just whatever we did. I did get a comment on my review that said, this is one of my lesser liked episodes. It honestly just never connected for me. Hmm. 
Interesting. And then it got another comment that said, I never understood why the parents couldn't give the kids some of the gourmet food in the backyard. <laughs> Way selfish of the parents. <laughs> also, the chef yelling at Steve, get out of my kitchen. If it was my dad, he would be yelling, it's my kitchen. I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, General, do you want me to go into my novel or do um, you want to share real, yours? I'll do a real quick one. <laughs> Um, okay. Mine's not mine's not super involved. Listen, for some reason, this is one of those episodes where when you've watched something from when you were a kid all the way into an adulthood and you're continuing to watch it, mm-hmm. it's not even really necessarily nostalgia anymore because it's just always there. Like something mm-hmm. kind of has to go away and come back for it to be nostalgic. Like Titanic for me. We talked about that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for, for me, like I've watched I've been watching even Stevens pretty consistently since I was a kid. Um, so, I mean, I guess in high school for a little bit, like they stopped showing it as much. And then when I rewatched it in college, yeah, I got that nostalgia back. But for some reason, when I watched this episode, I was super nostalgic, just the setting and just, I was just, I was just laughing. I just felt like a preteen watching this episode again. And it was just kind of a fun feeling. And I always have fun with this one. It's just, for me, it's just a really cool farce everyone's in it together and I like how the parents are kind of uh, privy as to what's going on so I like that and it's more so trying to to trick the was he the uh, lieutenant governor lieutenant governor yeah so yeah I don't know I like this episode a lot okay that's nice <laughs> so <laughs> one more thing it was just one that when I was a kid I used to look forward to this episode all the time another one of those whenever this episode came on I was like yes oh my god <laughs> So, all my thoughts that I wrote out, literally just, I, this is just everything I wrote. I said, felt extremely silly, even more so than I remember. I guessed that I had it at 60, so 56 isn't far off, but I honestly think it needs to be even lower. I was shocked to see that I put Love and Basketball and Uncle Chuck lower than this. I said, what was I thinking? I don't love Uncle Chuck, but I like it a heck of a lot more than this. Same with Love and Basketball. There's better character stuff. Oh my. I said, I know I don't agree with changing our lists, but I think when we're done with all of this, I'm going to need to do a revised list, like a separate one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there will be many changes, but there are some changes that need to be made, and this is one of them. And so I said, the concept is okay, but I feel like I've seen like a similar idea. The whole, how will they get out of this thing is like, we see that a lot, and you know they're going to get out of it. Yeah. It's very old school sitcom, I think. It's very... Yeah. Like Brady Bunch, so you love the Brady Bunch. Like all of the Brady Bunch episodes are. Like- oh, I know. I love the Brady Bunch because it's my mom's childhood. Oh, okay. Like, it's like I like I, I appreciate it for that reason. You gotcha. Know? So then I went on to say that I think there needed to be a balance. The kids part of the story, like running around, like trying to pull off this meal, that's where all the silly stuff kind of could come in. Mm-hmm. But since the chef was also overly silly, the whole episode just felt like a wash. If like I feel like if the chef had been more serious, like a legit French chef, I would have bought that this dinner actually meant something. Okay. It automatically makes the dinner feel like a joke anyway. Like if he he was more more snobby and less crazy. Yeah, or just like I don't know, just like really posh and serious. And then like if Louis 
pissed off this serious chef and like he pieced out, I would have felt the gravity of like, oh crap, like Lewis really messed up this super important dinner. Mm-hmm. And so what else? Oh, yeah, and I said, <laughs> I wrote this in my review too. I said, how extra Chef Pierre is, is like borderline offensive to French people. <laughs> I'm like, what is this guy doing? Oh, man. The facial expressions he makes, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes you dislike him more, though. It's not dislike him. I'm just like, get this guy off my screen. And then when he leaves, I'm like, thank God. Really? Oh, man. I think he's funny, though. But then I looked at the timestamp, and I said, he doesn't leave until eight minutes into this thing. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's definitely over the top. Um which is one of the things I like about it. And then I also, I wrote here, I said, I don't want to say anything that could be insulting to you because I know you love this episode and you love, you know, we both love different things. You're not going to insult me, I promise you. Um, I said, the show has aged very well as far as all ages being able to enjoy it, but I personally wouldn't watch an episode like this at my own free will as an adult. <laughs> um, when I was watching this, I was like, man, this is how I used to enjoy even Stevens as a kid. I would literally just be giggling nonstop and just yeah. eating it all up. And that's how I felt watching rewatching is I definitely felt my childlike self came out for better or worse, I guess. But. <laughs> and I said that like nor would I recommend this to anyone else my age. Because I think it would give them mm-hmm. a really stupid impression of the show if they were to watch this, you know. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Cause it it's definitely because it's like I think the show does have humor that's more palatable to an adult audience or whatever, you know. Yeah, this one's very much more so hijinks based versus big plot. It's more so like how are they going to get out of this? Like old school sitcom, you were saying. Mm-hmm. For instance, a good example of hijinks based would be Quest for Coolness. Yeah, which is next, and I cannot wait to talk about it. Yeah, I love that. I love that episode. Um, but obviously that one has, like, themes in it and, like, stuff about, you know, popularity and trends, and that episode's in my top three. So, yeah. um, I mean, there is definitely a difference, but I just had to give this one a lot of credit for just how much I loved it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. how much I quoted it when I was a kid. I used to quote Chef Pierre all the time. I can't. And I would quote Lewis impersonating Chef Pierre all the time. Oh, I'm sure. I don't doubt that. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I love this episode. I And I, I can see what you're saying. I know, I totally understand why someone would not like this episode and why it would be cringy or like rub them the wrong way. Just personally, though, I just love the hijinks. I just think it's fun to see them because it's not like this is the I think I maybe I like it because it's not what the show normally is it's not this every week it's very different from Mm -hmm. um, a normal even Stevens episode which is why I think I can appreciate it a lot more Mm. but see that's interesting because you usually say you like things that stick to the formula more no I'm talking about like influenza where it's just like a completely different show Mm. or like a completely different literal formula or like you know a mockumentary this doesn't change like the genre. It just changes the tone of an episode, if that makes sense. I think another reason w- what earned it points is that I thought it was very quickly paced for being just one plot and one note almost. 
Uh, well, mom and I were sitting there looking at each other like, when is this thing over? Yeah. Like, there were just so many moments where we'd be, like, sitting there just watching them and we'd just look at each other like... If an aspect of an episode or a movie or whatever, if one aspect is, like, so grating on you, it can, it'll affect your enjoyment of the rest of it, thus making it feel like, okay, when is this thing going to be over? And there were just some aspects that felt like filler that, like, weren't doing anything and therefore that made it feel like it was going by a lot slower. Mm. But yeah, I wrote in my notes that if it was up to me, I would have like turned this off within the first five minutes and picked another episode or something. I think people are either going to love this episode or they're going to hate this episode. Yeah. I don't really, I really don't think there's going to, there can be an in-between. Like, I don't think there can be an apathy for this. I think you're either yeah. going to have a strong feeling one way or the other. That's, that's my opinion. I mean, there were, obviously, there's always some aspects to every episode that I find humorous. Sure. You know, sure. like, I like Donnie a lot in this episode. Yeah, he was really good. I like Tom Virtue a lot, too. I said... Yeah, he did some really funny... But see, I thought Ren did a good job, too. Yeah. When she throws the dude's napkin... <laughs> she throws the dude's napkin on the floor... <laughs> I don't understand. He's like trying to fold it or something and she just rips it out of his hand and chucks it on the ground. It was so funny. Just thinking about it. Like I said, I was giggling like the whole episode. (laughs) And then the last thing I said was just that the lieutenant governor and his wife were also kind of bland and not very funny. I don't know. Like, well, that Chef Pierre is a genius. I'm like, um, okay, lady. I love that stuff. And then he's like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah, that was the only line I liked from him. What are you people laughing at? They're like giggling like like idiots yes. the whole time. And then he's just like, what are you guys laughing at? <sighs> anyway, so yeah. And rereading my review, I still have no idea why I would put this higher than some of the episodes I put lower than it. I have no idea. Because there's no way I think this should be that high on at least my own personal list. It sounds like your opinion of this is mine with like family picnic Mm. just like bland and i'm just like not laughing yeah it's just it doesn't really do anything for me and it never has you do you strongly dislike chef pierre am i wrong well yeah i don't see what there is to like (laughs) i think there's definitely an element for you in this where you just a super big turnoff for you which is him maybe i guess it's impossible to know but (sighs) Let's get into it. I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll get into it. This episode opens with the catering company and Chef Pierre setting up for this fancy dinner in contrast to Ren setting up a picnic table in the backyard. It's, it's, you know, signature fast motion, even Steven's thing going on. But I do remember, I think one of the only things I laughed at was how the music is, you know, the the signature again is, you know, even Steven Swing style music, and it's like building up to the punch of the end, and like right at the punch, Lewis falls and screams like right on beat. <laughs> then Ren kind of there are just three times in this episode where I'm like, why are you establishing all of this stuff out loud? Some other episodes do it and it doesn't bother me as much, but this was like so, it was really bothering me. Yeah, so Ren says, What was that for? It is all your fault that we have to eat out here in the backyard and miss a gourmet dinner with the lieutenant governor and his wife. And I'm just like, like Lewis doesn't already know. Yeah, it's exposition. You know, I don't feel like episodes do that. You know, I mean, not every episode does that. Like there are episodes that just drop you into the episode and you just figure out the plot as it goes along. You know, I feel like that's most episodes. 
Like, I don't feel like every episode has someone explaining to you in a few lines. Well, then it kind of justifies the flashback, though, I think. Yeah. Because then they're like, oh, but yeah, remember what happened with the whoever's? And then they go back to the... Yeah, I hate those flashbacks, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is so disgusting. That might be the weakest part for me is the flashbacks. Maybe. Yeah. Because then she tells him that he's like, how, how is this my fault? And then remember when the Yangs came over? And then we get a flashback of this uh, couple who came over and then Lewis just winding up all that spaghetti on his fork. It looks so disgusting. And then, like, Lewis, take that off your fork right now. Okay, flings it at the lady. It lands on her head. Yeah. This sort of stuff, like, right off the bat, like, within the first minute and a half or minute of this episode. I can understand why they felt like they needed to include those because it's almost like we need the audience needs to see... How Lewis is in, in that sort of setting. Because an audience could just be like, oh, how bad would it have been if he was there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think my thing with the flashbacks, Lewis is so ridiculous, they could have picked a better scenario for him to screw up. But yeah, and then so she's like, yeah, we're missing out on this dinner with Chef Pierre and blah, blah, blah. And then Lewis does the, you know, Chef Pierre, wee, wee, wee. Oh, yeah, and uh, Lewis says that Donnie will be back with takeout, that's why. And yeah. Ren's like, you're comparing takeout with a gourmet meal by Chef Pierre. Then inside the house, we see the whole chef's catering spread, basically, of all the little hors d'oeuvres and all this other stuff. And Steve is eating a quiche or something, I don't know, <laughs> just something. And uh, then the chef comes in. Dear Lord, save me. Um, Faces. Yeah, we start screaming about the faces and (laughs) telling everyone to get out of his kitchen, uh, which, like that person commented, not his kitchen. I mean, it is technically for the time being, but. Yeah. Steve, come on. Let's go, let's go. No slacking or I send you packing. No, 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 no. Naughty, naughty. I don't want to see faces in my kitchen. I was just having more faces. Go, leave And the way he says naughty, naughty. Yeah. To Steve, I was just like, oh my God. Like, who? (laughs) Just everything, the way he says it, his facial expressions, just everything about this guy. He was in Titanic, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> he played uh, like uh, like one of the crew members, I think. Is this a joke? No, I'm serious. He had a he has like a name and stuff too, like a name in the movie. You're kidding me. I'm dead serious. It was like one of his first acting gigs. Wait a minute, I gotta look this up for myself. <laughs> Greg Ellis. Oh, he was a car. He was a Carpathia steward. All right, I think he has one line. He must be the guy that says, oh, no, he could be two. He could be either the guy who asks Ren what, not Ren, <laughs> the guy who asks Rose uh, what her name is, or he could be the one that tells Cal, I don't think you'll find any of your people down here. It's all steerage. When it, when he asks her name, when? Uh, when they're pulling into New York. Oh, at the, oh, I see. Because, of course, I have Titanic right at the ready on my computer here, so... I'll pull it up and see. Yeah. You said, is this a joke? Because <laughs> now you make me feel like I got to be nicer to him if he's in my favorite movie. That's why I said it early on. Hang on, ready? Hang on. 
Now let me see. Now here's the other scene. Oh yeah, that's him! Holy crap! Which what scene is it? The really emotional scene where Rose says that her name is Rose Dawson. Towards the end? Yes, like the very end. Like the last 13 minutes. Oh snap. Oh my god, I'm dying. Plot twist. I'm dying. <laughs> no, but really. Whoa. Good thing I said it earlier. I was gonna say that for the end, but I'm glad I said it early on now. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean, too. He had a few big credits. Wow. I am shocked. Probably some of like the biggest movies out of any of these one-off characters. Yeah. I am shocked that there is a Titanic connection to even Stevens. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but that is crazy. Holy crap, that is him. When I saw that last night, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got something to hold over my head. Yeah. I'm like, of all even Steven's actors to be in Titanic, this guy? <laughs> it's like, what? Wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, then we get into, we go into the dining room yeah. with Steve and Eileen. And now Steve establishes even more of the plot out loud. Just remember what tonight is all about, okay? I know. We need to make a good impression on the lieutenant governor so he'll support your family care. That's bill. right, that's right. Like Eileen doesn't know either? Like, you know what I mean? Didn't, they already say, didn't Donnie say something like that already, too? No, because the... he hadn't come back with the, with the takeout yet. Oh, that's right. You have 20-some-odd minutes, 21, 22 minutes to establish the plot. Like, I get why they have blanket exposition like that like I, in in sitcoms yeah i know but i just feel like there's better ways to do it like you know what i mean but maybe not necessarily faster ways yeah well no there could be i don't know like i feel like you could maybe work it in conversationally a little bit more than literally reading an episode synopsis from imdb <laughs> like you know what i mean like that's what he said basically yeah <laughs> that's just what i'm saying i get it yeah so then they have another flashback with remember the del rubio yeah uh situation or something and then we get another like really quick flashback where i guess lewis ended up putting food on some other person's head uh <laughs> and tells him you know you gotta scrape it with the nails see i like that they're both ended up with some with food on someone's head <laughs> and then eileen says oh yeah you're right good idea they like takeout and then donnie shows up with this jiggly tofu. There's no sauce on it. It's not prepared tofu. It's literally just raw tofu. Ugh. And he's just like, all right, here we go. And Ren's like, what is that? It's tofu. And he's like, who wants an end cut? And she's like, does it matter? And then yet she wants escargot and caviar and like all these. Disgusting like, things. Just like, yeah. Well, caviar is pretty good. But escargot But I mean like is, things that a 14 year old can yeah, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. That, <laughs> if she doesn't like tofu or kelp, she's not going to want like escargot or <laughs> yeah, beluga eggs. You know, best quote was kind of hard, but I think one of my favorite ones is uh, Lewis here where he says, we might as well eat lawn clippings. <laughs> yeah, that one's a real, I was laughing really hard at that one. I love that one because it's true. I'm like, you might as well eat grass. But yeah, I love that line. We might as well eat lawn clippings. And then Donnie said, hey, and what's tofu without some dried kelp, right? And then Lewis, check, please. The kelp is gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Ren's face is pretty good, but she just looks at it and then looks away. Yeah. So then next on my note outline here, uh, <laughs> I have Lewis and Ren salivate over the food inside the house through the window. 
and Lewis sneaks in through an apparent doggy door that he put in, I guess, and steals slash eats some. Basically, this whole sequence of him stealing all the food and stuff, I wrote disgusting when he takes that bite of whatever the heck that gooey thing is yeah that is literally so disgusting again isn't this within the first five minutes of the episode yeah probably again if this was happening if all this stuff was happening and i was showing this to someone for the first time i'd be like yeah never mind like yeah let's watch another one (laughs) oh man it's a good one He's just eating the dessert. There's He hasn't even had his meal yet. I wrote in my notes, I said, Mom checked out when he cut the piece of cake and tried to put the cake back together. Oh, so funny. Oh, my gosh. I was laughing. She was like, I'm done. He cut the cake and then he smushed it together and it looks all nasty. Oh, that was funny, too. Um, Yeah, and this whole <laughs> sequence just felt long, like him crawling around. That is probably, like, the slowest sequence is that. Rubbing his shoe, rubbing Chef Chef Pierre's shoe. I I love the interaction when he says, what are you doing? Or whatever. He's just yelling at Lewis. It's just really funny. I would love to see a whole episode of them just getting in each other's business. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, yeah, he says, he says, yeah, what do you think you are buffing? And he says a fine quality leather booth, sir. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, and then tells him, get out of my kitchen. And then he says, Chef Pierre says, it's time to prepare the canard. And I was like, wait a minute. Doesn't it take a little longer to cook a live duck? (laughs) They haven't even killed it yet. Like, this fool's going (laughs) to cook. That's what I'm saying. This duck is alive. This duck is alive and well. And he's like, all right, time to take this live duck and cook it, which won't take 12 hours. The lieutenant governor is like super hungry. And this fool hasn't even killed the duck. Like, this guy was going to wait long for his meal anyway. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. I'm pretty sure (laughs) caterers don't show up with a live duck. Yeah, it's not a lobster. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure that thing's already, like, semi-prepped to be ready to cook, you know? Farm to table. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to bring a duck from the pond and just take it with me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so then the lieutenant governor shows up. He's, like, the stereotypical, pretentious politician d-bag yeah yeah (laughs) but he's yeah so he like yeah he tells this joke that falls flat i guess for me and for steve and eileen so they like fake laugh and then he tells them that like you know he doesn't discuss politics on an empty stomach because it gives him gas steve and eileen are just like okay oops like let's laugh then yeah like he was already being funny before and then he's like yeah no i'm serious yeah the first thing he says is a joke and so they just assume everything that comes out of his mouth from thenceforward is a joke and they just yeah. laugh at everything <laughs> well i think it's because they're also just very high strung yeah, so they're, yeah they're nervous nervous too. laughter yeah, yeah. constantly <laughs> but yeah too so again this is still the only only the first five minutes of the episode and we have Lewis eating food disgustingly, crawling around, being over-the-top immature. We have a gas joke. We have, like, like what else do we have? We have an insane, over-the-top, cartoony chef. Like, do you understand why I would check out at this point already? It's so good. Like, how many other episodes can, in the first five minutes, can you have that much ridiculous stuff? There's a, like, yeah, you said there's a lot of blanket exposition, but the setup is very jam-packed with just hijinks it's good stuff Mm. yeah i'm just saying man this is good like if you compare this to other farcical stuff i mean that hasn't even gotten into that part of it really yet 
But mm-hmm. there's conflict from the with Lewis. There's conflict right away because he's just so yeah ridiculous, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So the lieutenant governor also says that his wife is going to be late. Yeah. Lewis comes back outside with chocolate all over his face. Ren asks him, she's like, okay, what'd you get? And he's like, oh yeah, I couldn't get near the stuff. And she's like, well, why do you have chocolate smeared all over your face? Doesn't he say like, I don't know how that got there. Yeah, something like that. And then he tells her, he's like, you know, do you like snails? And yeah, the way she's like, oh, escargot, it's a French delicacy. She's just so in her head about like... I'm supposed to like this. Exactly. And then of course, Lewis says... Pulls it out of his <laughs> shirt pocket. I found this in Tw- Twitty's driveway, and it's a live snail. <laughs> Ren starts chasing him. You know, she gets mad. Uh, mm. Lewis runs across the picnic table and steps in Donnie's tofu, which just is so gross. And then, yeah, when Lewis says, um, Donnie, you got your gunk on my shoe. Or, like, something like, I got your gunk on my shoe. And he's like, Yeah, I got your gunk on my shoe. He's like, that gunk is my dinner. And so they're all chasing Lewis, and then he stops to say, there's a duck in our backyard, man. Yeah, Donnie. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to fall for the old there's a duck in our backyard routine. I'm like, he pulls this that often? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And so this, like, slow romantic piano music starts, and Lewis starts crawling toward this duck in slow motion, and the duck's walking toward him in slow motion. They pick it up, and, you know, he says, his name's Seymour. And Donnie, how do you know his name's Seymour? I don't know. He just looks like a Seymour, right? Which he does, actually. Yeah. The duck looks like a Seymour. He, yeah, it's Seymour. <laughs> he does look like a Seymour. And so then, basically, you know, they're all sort of holding the duck. And Lewis hands the duck to Ren. And the duck bites her nose. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan is, like, red in the face, and I'm sitting here with my shoulders shrugged. I remember Mark Warren being so upset that that was even in the episode. About that animatic (laughs) duck, yeah. The duck opens its mouth, like, as much as we see it with zero power. It's just like, eh. I'm also laughing at how you read that. That That's really funny. Well, yeah, I'm like, Uh, hysterical. Again, this is another moment where Mom and I were just like, yeah. Okay. No, this is this is not. I'm not laughing because I laughed that hard in the episode. I'm just laughing at how upset people are about this gag. Oof, it's so it's such a cheesy gag, but it's I don't know. You know, you've seen that sort of thing on stuff before, and it's just sort of I don't know. It just doesn't land for me. I'm yeah, I will say that's probably the low point is that gag. Yeah, I'm literally just laughing at how offended people get by it. <laughs> So then Chef Pierre comes out, which I cannot believe this guy was in Titanic. This is still... It will never be the same for you. (laughs) Oh my god, it's weird. Anyway, he comes out of the house to the backyard once again, completely overacting, looking for his canard. You know, Lewis says that to the duck. Hey, don't worry about it. Don't be scared. It's just a guy in a big hat looking for his canard. You know what? I hate to tell you this, but uh, canard is French for duck. Seymour is going to be eaten for dinner. Rodney! No. No, you're not. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you have a better chance cooking me, bud. Chef Pierre takes the butcher knife. Like, he's just getting ready to just murder this duck in cold blood just right now. I think my best quote is Lewis saying, No, you got a better chance cooking me, bud. Yeah. <laughs> People were also on YouTube were upset about how they ended up eating quote-unquote duck anyway, even though they didn't want to kill Seymour at but then other people are like, yeah, but it's different if it's like your 
pet duck and you have a relationship with it versus... And, and it's out of their hands at that point. Yeah, like, like if I, I love chicken, but I don't want to see what the chicken looks like before I eat it. Yeah, so Lewis refuses to hand Seymour over to Chef Pierre, and Chef Pierre counts to three in French so over the top again. I count to three. Un, deux, <laughs> I'm just like this guy. That's how I know how to count to three in French, by the way. You know, apparently Donnie didn't realize that. <laughs> I thought he said he was going to count to three. <laughs> I like that line a lot. Yeah. Since Lewis refuses, Chef Pierre packs everything up and leaves. So we're already, that's like about eight minutes into the episode. You got like this fool's leaving and packed up everything and left. Which, by the way, I like how he didn't tell the person who hired him that he's leaving. He just told oh, yeah. the kids. Yep. It just says a lot about Lewis. Like he's just willing to upend everything that's, you know, at stake here to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way he's like, how are you going to explain this to mom? And it's like, what, that I wasn't going to let Chef Pierre murder a defenseless duck? Yeah. Yeah, so they go inside and now everything's gone. Could they have packed everything up a little neater? They left like all these crumbs everywhere. <laughs> like all their trays are still there. <laughs> I'm like, really? What did they do? They just took all the food and like dumped it in a bag? Like yeah. they still prepared that stuff. Like just take it out on the trays. Cover the trays and take it out. Yeah, they just wanted to get out of here. Yeah, so then Lewis establishes the plot again, even further. Guys, if this dinner doesn't happen, Mom's bill's not going to get passed. Thank you again for reiterating. Like, and then all, and also, I'm just like, really? Like, is this how politics work? Like, if you don't have dinner with this guy, he's not going to support your bill. I think maybe if they're different political parties, they're he's less likely, maybe, to listen to her. Like, he, she, she's just trying to butter him up. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. My grandpa was lieutenant governor of Hawaii. Oh, wow. Yeah. Appointed by Harry Truman. That's amazing. Yeah. Of Hawaii? Yeah. Back in the day, he was second in command to the governor. What connection do you have to, to Hawaii? My mom's from there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was born and raised. She came out here for college. She met my dad. Wow. No, yeah, she's not like native Hawaiian. She doesn't have Hawaiian blood, but yeah. uh, her she's pretty much, she's almost full-blown Portuguese, and there's a huge Portuguese immigration there in the early 19th century. I mean, 20th wow. century. And, uh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway. <laughs> They're debating whether or not they should tell Eileen the truth before, you know, things get worse. But then they hear her say, I'm going to go check on the appetizers. So Lewis stashes Seymour in the cabinet. Eileen comes out and, you know, she's like, uh, kids, what are you doing inside? Where's Chef Pierre? Where's all the food? <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, they try to come up with all these excuses. Oh, like Chef Pierre took the food outside to, you know, get warm or get cold or something. You know? <laughs> and I like how Eileen doesn't just buy into it right away. Like in a lot of kids shows, the parent would just be like, oh, OK, you know, whatever. But she's like, OK, someone give me a straight answer. What really happened? Like she's skeptical still. And then Ren says he'll be right back or whatever. And I like how they didn't just make her a complete idiot. Like they make parents a lot in, yeah. in, uh, mm-hmm. in sitcoms. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they lie to her and Donnie's on his way to get takeout duck now, which I, again, I think is funny because that definitely does not exist. I think maybe Chinese restaurants have it. Yeah. I can't think of a one fast food restaurant that has duck. No. <laughs> right in if you if you know one. But yeah, tell us if, if you've ever gotten takeout duck, guys. <laughs> Not from a Chinese restaurant. 
Yeah, and so then Ren puts Lewis in charge of appetizers. It's so good. This episode just like const. It's so constant for me, laughs wise. I'm just laughing right from the beginning. I really love every almost every bit of this episode. Okay, the one thing I like about the appetizers is how he put a smiley face on the head of lettuce. Yes. And then, like, he puts the bacon, and then I love how Ren's, like, it's, she, like, tries to... Play it off as if it's some fancy thing. She's like, it's a fusion of American flavors. Yeah, she's, like, she's selling it, though, and I like that. Yeah. Like, a waitress does, you know, when they're explaining the specials or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the guy and his wife, oh, man, they love this stuff. And then Eileen's face when she sees it. Yeah. And then... (laughs) And then Steve eats it, he's like, walk, like... Yeah. He plays it off really well, too, when he, he's, like, choking on it. Oh, man, I was laughing a lot during this part, too. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, all his appetizers. Hostess cupcakes. <laughs> They're all just stuff around the kitchen. The uh, smiley face on the head of lettuce. Doing things to look real fancy. Yeah. And I said, you know, honestly, points for presentation, because presentation-wise, it could have fooled me. And I, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love how it was just this ridiculous snack foods. They're presented in the most eloquent way, way ever yeah. i think only lewis could do well actually wait before that in my notes as what as a thing that happens as a plot point because it keeps going from you know back and forth from in the dining room to the kitchen to donnie mm-hmm. getting takeout and stuff one of my plot points was literally this is it it's just the lieutenant governor's stomach growls yeah like, that's literally a plot point, and I said, a, yeah. like, that was just one thing that they cut back to. It's just his stomach growling. And then Steve thinks it's a garage door. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, that was my stomach. I'm hungry. Good. Yeah, let's see. Then Donnie runs outside to his car to run to get the takeout duck, and he drives a punch buggy. He drives a Volkswagen Beetle. Is that the only time we've seen it? No, he when they drive to Big Al Spa, he he's oh uh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In head games, the, but it's the first time we see his car, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which okay. is so funny that that's Donnie's car. <laughs> yeah, he's like the most popular guy in school, and he drives a like you would think yeah. he would have like a sports sports car. car, yeah. So yeah, his Beetle won't start, and then the lieutenant governor's wife drives up in this hot red Lamborghini and thinks he's a valet. She's so trusting of this random guy. She sees that it is a residential neighborhood and that this is a house. Why does she think this is valet parking? Yeah, there's so much there's so many places to park. He's just going to pull it up like 10 feet. All right. And he's like, "Yeah, sure. If you're giving me the keys, I'll just use your car." So he takes off in the lieutenant governor's wife's is her name Dottie? Dottie. I think yeah. they said her name's Dottie. Yeah, yeah. In Dottie's Lamborghini. Yeah, this was one of the one times I laughed. So she walks in to the house and sh- uh, she tells them, she's like, oh, hello, like, sorry, I'm late, whatever. That valet parking was such a nice touch or whatever. And then Steve, he goes, valet parking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way Tom Virtue says that. I love, yeah, I love when he does that smile, but his eyes are saying something different. Yes, yes. <laughs> he does yep. that so good. Yeah, that was the one part where my mom and I laughed. We were like, oh, man. And then Eileen just gives him a look like, hey, let's hope no one stole their car, I guess. Yeah. What happened outside just now? I love the relative level of acceptance that Steve and Eileen have for their families or Lewis's ridiculousness. And they're just yeah, like, they're like, well, I guess something to do with valet parking is going on. I don't know. We're just going to accept it. <laughs> we're not going to question it exactly right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That, that's when 
the wife says, oh, did I miss any of Chef Pierre's exotic creations? And he's like, yeah. no, the only thing you've missed is my stomach growling. And then they start laughing again. And that's when he's like, what are you people <laughs> laughing at? <laughs> that's God. a really funny line. Ren brings out the appetizers and, uh, yeah, and she explains it, that it's marshmallow, or seared marshmallow, right? That's what she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapped in bacon and topped with an olive. Of course, these idiots over here eat this and believe it and oh. think it's great <laughs> just because, it, you know, it has Chef Pierre's name on it, apparently. And that's, like, so ridiculous to me because people are like that. It has a name on it. People are like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be good, so it's good. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's like Ren was doing the same thing with the, you know, escargot or the caviar. How can you compare a takeout duck to a gourmet meal meal prepared by Chef Pierre? Meanwhile, like later on, these this pretentious couple, they are totally buying into the fact that it's a gourmet meal, even though it's just takeout. Like, I just love the parallels in this it's just i got a kick out of it that's why i always said i said it's mind over matter yeah exactly (laughs) you know totally if you see a glass of wine or a bottle of wine that costs 200 bucks you're gonna say oh this is good wine Mm -hmm. you're gonna convince yourself that it's good wine because it was 200 bucks yeah whether or not you're paying for it you're gonna say okay oh yeah i want to like this really expensive bottle of wine yeah so ren Goes back into the kitchen, and of course, the lieutenant governor, like, rips the hors d'oeuvre plate out of her hand, and he's like, I'm gonna stuff all this in my face right now, because I'm starving, and Chef Pierre made it, so. Uh, And then Eileen, since obviously she can tell these hors d'oeuvres are not gourmet, uh, she goes in there, and she's like, okay, what's going on? And What is going on in here? Where is Chef Pierre? Who is that? Is this Seymour? Ma, maybe you better sit down. I don't need to sit down. Louis got into an argument with Chef Pierre, and he quit. Oh. Actually, now I need to lie down. Right. Well, don't worry about it. We have everything under control. Donnie's getting takeout duck right now. Mr. and Mrs. Woods have eaten in the finest restaurants all over the world. Do you think they're going to be fooled by silly snacks and takeout? Eileen, any more of those delectable hors d'oeuvres? Uh, yes, Dave, on my way. I mean, I would be fooled by the takeout duck more than the appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Fruit Loop hot dogs or whatever, bacon. (laughs) But like, yeah, the duck, I mean, like, honestly. (laughs) You said not the Fruit Loop hot dogs (laughs) 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 or whatever. Yeah. There's some fast food meals that I would like better than a gourmet version of the same thing. So Eileen kind of goes with it. You know, they give her more hors d'oeuvres to take out. But then she looks at the next tray and she's like, this is not going to work. And they're like, yeah, it will. Just go. And it does, I guess. Then Seymour goes missing. They start looking for him. Then it cuts to a montage of Donnie driving around trying to find some takeout duck, which is pretty great just because I love Donnie. And I just, it's good. And I just love how ridiculous the idea of duck being so in demand in Sacramento, apparently. I love it too. It's really good. And it's like, don't ask, no duck or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And the dude's like in the window, like tapping it with his spatula. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he just assumes Donnie wants duck. Like he's like, Donnie just drives up looking at them yeah. and he's like, no duck. Yeah. Um, this is a very good, even Stevens moment. Sequ- yeah. The whole sequence. Yeah. No lucky, no ducky. Yeah. Or says one thing or something. Because in my notes, I just summed up his whole montage in one bullet point. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, Donnie's driving around. The best thing is duck and donuts. Yes. I mean, 
That's got to be maybe my favorite thing in this episode. Yeah, Deccan Donuts. Also, just because, you know, I'm a Bostonian and we truly live on Dunkin' Donuts here. So many members of my family do. And uh, so it's just, it's just funny. Every time I see that, I'm like, duck and donuts. Because of course, yeah, those two things go together. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love it. And the way it's obviously photoshopped as well, like it's superimposed yeah. or whatever, like the duck and donuts, you could, obviously that's not what was there. Yeah. And it just looks so obviously not legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. And of course, they have a sign on the thing that says plenty of duck. And then a girl starts fawning over the red Lamborghini and Donnie gets distracted and starts telling her about it. And then next thing you know, there's like 12 girls around the car and he's totally distracted. And then suddenly the sign changes from plenty of duck to totally out of duck. Yeah. And then he's like, oh no, sorry ladies, I gotta go get some duck. It reminded me of the of now when like places are out of toilet paper and stuff. Yes, oh my <laughs> And God. they have signs on the window that says no toilet paper. So then he, you know, he's driving around so fast trying to find this duck in time that he gets pulled over. The way he explains everything is just in, co- in code, basically, yeah. to this poor police officer that has no idea what's going on. My mom needs to pass her bill. And the lieutenant governor, well, he's expecting Kennard. But his wife, she asked me to park the Lamborghini. And I can't find Duck anywhere. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna need some backup here. This guy looks so familiar, but it turns out he was from, not from anything I've ever seen. Yeah, he kind of looks like Rick Fox or Ooh, someone. yeah, kind of. Yeah, he kind of looks like him a little bit. So basically, Donnie's journey ends with him ending up having like a whole motorcade. There's a police escort. Bringing him to the promised land that is Bucket O'Duck. This just massive duck fast food restaurant on the corner of Stevens Street. Did you notice that, by the way? Yeah, I actually, there was a trivia on IMDb that had, that talked about it. Um, And I guess that's, so that's a real KFC on i forget the street name now but it's in la somewhere right okay yeah because i was saying because like you can tell the restaurant is real but they just superimposed like all the duck mm-hmm. stuff and they superimposed steven street which is yeah. just so funny i was like wow it's meant to be yeah and it, it, with an <laughs> apostrophe s2 they did it wrong yeah yep and i all oh, yeah i also meant to say that his entire sequence is paired with a get ready for this knockoff Oh, yeah, you're right. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a knockoff of that, which Definitely. is just funny. I'm like, of all songs, Donnie's on a mission with that playing in the background. Are- like, yeah, like arena jams and stuff. Jock jams. Jock yeah. jams, yeah. Donnie is a jock. Yeah. So he basically goes into the drive-thru and he's like, yeah, I need an 18-piece extra quackily. <laughs> like, imagine if a duck fast food restaurant were, like, actually existed. And the fool says, quack, quack, welcome to Bucket of Duck or something like that. Yeah, and then, like, the feedback. Yeah. And then the police officer, you know, tells him, oh, good luck, son. You know, I had a pet duck myself, quacky wacky. We had some good times. All right, let's roll out. You can think of a better name than quacky wacky. I know. Can I also say one more thing? I like how the lieutenant governor is totally fooled by this stuff because they probably never had fast food before in their lives. Mm-hmm. But Eileen totally, as at first sight, senses something is up. Well, yeah. I like how that she could 
see past it, but these two snobs can't. I just liked it. Yeah. I like that part too. <laughs> so then Eileen tells Steve the truth by pulling his head under the table and talks at a volume where they can clearly yeah. hear her. <laughs> she does the napkin thing too, right? Yeah. It's like one too many napkin gags. I think she does it first, right? Yeah, she does, yeah. And then, yeah, Ren does it. <laughs> I, like, I like that though. I wrote... <laughs> Drop the napkin, drops the napkin twice. Like two different people just use the napkin gag. So Eileen is like pulling him by his tie. Yeah. His head is like so beet red. Look, you dropped your napkin. Come help me find it. <coughs> Shh, listen to me. Yeah? Chef Pierre quit. Donnie's out buying Duck and Lois made the appetizers. What? Shh. <laughs> Natural. They're honestly looking at each other as if they heard the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like the wife is telling, like, how could they not? They could have just easily gone into the other room. Exactly. And talked about it. Like been like, oh honey, can I see you for a second? Yeah. So then I said, then we get a pointless sequence of Seymour nibbling at all of their ankles. And then Ren running after him under the table, like crawling. All of that just feels like filler. We don't know what else to do. So like, let's just have Seymour nibbling at all their ankles. Yeah, that's probably filler. <laughs> I lo- but I was laughing really hard when she... <laughs> snatches a napkin out of the dude's hand and then throws it on the ground. Because then she's just crawling after this duck. And, like, the camera angle is, like, that quirky. Yeah. They'll do, like, very unflattering close-up angles of people to yeah, make it look... extreme close-ups. It gives, like, a quirky look, and that's what they're doing with her, and she's doing, like, you bite me, I'll bite you back, or whatever, and yeah. I'm just like, this... I like this part. Just wasn't, just wasn't working. And then she, I think she ends up on the other side of him and said, found it. And the guy's, the actor who plays the lieutenant governor, his face was funny too. He did a good job. Oh, there's also just one quick line that I liked. Um, when Ren runs back into the kitchen, she asks Lewis, okay, where's Seymour? And he says, I don't know. Where's Donnie? And she's like, I don't know. And he says, maybe they ran off together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Donnie and Seymour running off into the sunset together. Yeah, I like Donnie too. Dottie says, okay, I'm just going to go see what's taking Chef Pierre so long. And again, if we were talking about him cooking a live duck, it's like, yeah, lady, I don't know. Maybe the fact that he's cooking a live duck is taking a long time. Usually also gourmet meals, they give you a lot of courses before the main course. Yeah, so Donnie rushes home. And I was kind of laughing at just how overdramatic this whole sequence is. Yeah, he's on fast motion and they're in slow motion. No, no, he's in slow motion too. No, no, Donnie? Yeah. No, no, he comes home and he goes, and he like runs in the kitchen. They do fast motion up until he gets into the kitchen, I think. Yeah, it's just him walking into the the back fence is fast motion. Yeah, yeah, but I like how they were were cutting back and forth of them walking in slow motion with him walking in fast motion. Because she says, I'm going to see what's taking him so long, and she stands up. Then they show Donnie, assuming it's happening simultaneously, going at high speed. And then she cut to her and she's going in slow motion. It was just funny. It's like they bought themselves an extra minute and a half just because of slow motion, making it seem like it was happening simultaneously by speeding up one and slowing down the other. Maybe I was just laughing at the music. And Donnie running in with the bucket and then dumping it, um, just trying to make it look good. And again, points for presentation. That looks so legit when they open the door yeah. and Ren says dinner is served. And then my favorite part, maybe in the whole episode, is Lewis grabbing a piece of the fern and throwing it on top of the duck. 
He does that? <laughs> on the plate, yeah. He grabs, there's a plant in the kitchen and yeah. he just grabs a, like a leaf off of it and just throws it on the plate. Oh, I saw. I think I just never noticed it before. And so I watched it again and I was dying. And then it's not on there when they show it. Though. Oh, is it? Okay, I don't remember that part, but yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, then this lady, you know, it cuts to them already done eating. Bones and, you know, all over the tray. And and the way she says, well, that was just amazing. <laughs> you know, it's like, I should go thank Chef Pierre right now. And then, and then the guy, I should thank him too. Yeah. First of all, if they wanted to get out of it, they could have just said, oh, Chef Pierre left. Like, he already cooked. Like, why does he need to stay? Or I link and say, oh, I'll go get him. He doesn't like a lot of people in the kitchen, I'll, he'll come out here or something like that. And then, well, then that wouldn't have worked, I guess, but they would have had to find They tried telling her that. Oh, that is, they did? I don't remember. They're like, oh, no, he doesn't like to be bothered, blah, blah, blah. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that was earlier. I would have just said, oh, he left. That's true. You know? I don't know. Maybe gourmet chefs stick around or something, usually. I don't know. To, like, see if people like their meals. Maybe. But, I mean, I feel like that would have been an easy way to get around to the fact it that, out, it yeah, wasn't, that it was not a Chef Pierre meal. Yeah. But of course not, because we have to have Lewis do his French chef gag. The best part of the episode. Yeah. I love this every time. This is the highlight. One of the highlights of season two for me. Love this sequence. Silence. <laughs> so good. I know. It's so it's like when you're eating a good meal, you just can't say anything about it. It's so good. Just yeah. silence. Yeah, let's go with that. Perfection. Um... Yeah, so they go in, and it's just Lewis from the back. First of all, Chef Pierre's going to be in a Hawaiian shirt and baggy <laughs> UFO pants, yeah. He's not even wearing a kitchen coat. He's going to be, like, five feet tall, yeah. They're talking to his back. Yeah, I mean, I give Lewis props for trying to pull off some of the stuff he saw Chef Pierre do, like yeah. shouting faces and whatnot. I, just, I liked his interpretation of Chef Pierre's personality. Like, it just boils down to him yelling faces all the time, and... Yeah. Telling people to get well, out of the Well, I mean, that's, that's the extent of what that mm-hmm. guy was. Yeah. I can never understand what he says after that. Probably nothing. <laughs> he just says, like, a bunch of... Nonsense. Uh, yeah, because right before that, he broke character and said, Oh, hey, oh, Seymour's, Seymour's back. back. I mean, who put this duck in my kitchen? Your duck! Glorious kitchen is animal, and I find you people mean... Eileen. What's going on here? Is this some kind of joke? Yeah, he says something about this kitchen, this animal would find you people. Yeah, that's all I, I, that's all I, it didn't make sense to me, but. No, I don't think it makes sense to him either. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just saying anything right about there. Yeah. The lieutenant governor asks, okay, Eileen, can you explain what's going on? Obviously, this is not Chef Pierre. <laughs> and this has not been a gourmet meal and. Well, this is my family, and I guess I should have stopped this whole nonsense when I first heard about it. It's my fault, too, honey. I fathered them. So, you were all in on this. Well, yeah, but we only wanted you to have a perfect dinner so you would support Mom's bill. Eileen, when I first read your bill, I could see that you were very passionate about family. But now that I've seen your little clan in action, I can see where that passion comes from. I'd be proud to support your bill. Really? Of course, I, in my review, I said in a stunning and also not so stunning uh, finale here, her bill gets passed. And that's basically it. 
But I do like in that scene where I think it's one of my other best quotes. I think it's, I know it's when it is. Eileen's like, I'm sorry, like, this is all my fault or something. And Steve's like, no, it's my fault too. I fathered them. I fathered them. I wrote that one down. That's a good one. Yeah. Again, though, Tom Virtue, he was, he was getting us most of the time. Yeah. And again, he did it. He did that face. You know, he makes that face with the wide eyes and the open yeah. mouth. That's kind of like a smile. Yeah. Smiling through the pain, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> yeah. When it comes back for the final minute bit, it's a Walton's parody. Yeah. And that's it. Just so they can imply that Seymour is now part of the family. Night Seymour, quack, end of episode. <laughs> yeah, that, part, that that part's probably the major low point for me, was that ending part. I mean, again, that just feels like, all right, we need a final minute bit. Let's do a Walton's parody for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that was the filler for sure. You know? Yeah, I just love this episode. I like how the three kids are just in this charade together. They rope Eileen in, in it, kind of, and then she <laughs> ropes in Steve, and then Chef Pierre's killer. When I was a kid, for like three months after I... <laughs> I watched this episode for the first time. Every time one of my parents would walk into the room, I would just yell faces at them. And then of course. <laughs> they never knew what I was saying. And then my dad says, why do you keep saying feces every time? Oh, my God. Because you were probably doing an accent, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. Feces. Yeah. Feces. And I didn't know what feces meant because I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. And then he told me, <laughs> love this episode. Yeah, I mean, I think I basically said all my thoughts at the beginning. Yeah. But now we have to hear my mom's thoughts. Let's do it. Which are pretty much kind of very similar to mine, except in her glorious Boston accent. For the first time in a long time, since like one of the first episodes in season one, it's time for Mom's Thoughts with Jeannie Butler. Well, I feel like this episode was geared more toward... God, I don't even want to say teens, more like younger than preteens. But it was entertaining, you know, but it did fall flat and um, it did seem really long. But I just like the, the chef was too much over the top and he made it not real. If they had gotten an actual French chef and and made it seem more realistic, but it because it could have worked if it was a little more realistic, then it wouldn't have been so silly. But it went into silly, unrealistic territory. And that's the only thing. But I would say Donnie was my favorite in that episode. He saved the day. But otherwise, yeah, I think it was, for me personally, it was too silly. And I prefer it when it's more real life and that I can actually sit and enjoy it as an adult. But I also watched them all when you were a kid. And I liked them. Just some of them were more silly than others and I felt like okay I'm wasting my time here I'm not getting anything out of this one so that's that's the tea what (laughs) oh my god (laughs) sign off that's funny I don't know my thing with Chef Pierre I think the thing that breaks this one that's like the deal breaker is the Chef Pierre bit and even like Mark Warren was talking he mentioned Chef Pierre he said he was too over the top, and he said that duck uh, nose thing. He said he also didn't like the plot. He was like, who cares if her bill doesn't get passed? Yeah, yeah, he did say, I think he did say something like that. Especially as, like, if you're a kid, you're like, you don't understand those stakes, probably. Yeah. Which is why they probably didn't emphasize it, or how, how this scenario is going to help her. Hmm. Because they're like, kids don't care about that stuff. But as far as Chef Pierre goes, 
I think it worked because it worked for me because he was over the top. Whereas if he was more serious, like chives or like something like that, I don't think you could have gotten much out of it as far as feeding off of Lewis. It, it justified that he left in a in a fit yeah. of anger. Lewis is very stubborn and then this fool's really stubborn and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I guess just kind of like across the board, I didn't buy into much of anything in this one. Yeah, I could see why people would be turned off by him, but I just liked it. <laughs> also, I've liked it since I was a kid, so it's not like I've watched, I've watched this episode so many times. Yeah. just It's just become like a, a truth for me now. Since I know I don't like this episode, I never watch it. Yeah. The last time I watched it was probably when I compiled my list, which was 2016. Sat down to watch it last night was not happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you've backed up all your statements. I get it. I just don't agree with it. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I just love this episode. I just loved it since I was a kid. Because I revisited a lot of episodes over the past few days for no reason. Mm-hmm. I was just... Oh, because I did that... Um, one second of every Even Stevens episode video. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a super cut of like one second from nice. each episode. And so I had to go through every episode to find a moment. Yeah. Naturally, I just ended up watching three or four minutes of each episode randomly, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of these ones that are in my lower one, like I didn't mind as much when I was just watching a few clips. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking I'm like so far the way we do everything and revisiting this way. Um, if I were to do a revised list, yeah, so far I'd probably move this one way down to like possibly bottom four. Hmm. I can't believe some of the stuff I put lower than it. I'm like, what was I thinking? You should do an Instagram poll, just like thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, I'm sure there are people who, you know, Not, don't like it and, pe- and people who do like it. I'm sure I'm in the minority. I'm just curious. Are you though? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean... There's no one way people think sometimes. I mean... That's true. You ever watch Cousin Skeeter? Yeah. Love that show. That was, at one point in my life, that was, like, my favorite show before, like, probably right before Even Stevens. And I love that, just the tone of that show, and everyone hates that show. <laughs> I'm definitely in the minority. Because well, I'm like, the kid's a puppet. I love... In a live-action world. That's why I loved it. I just loved how it was so absurd, and nothing was realistic in it, and it was just so over the top, and this every time he burps, the whole room shakes, and every time, like, and he talks so scripted all the time, and everyone just buys into this. To me, it's, like, ingenious, but everyone hates that show. Yeah. That's how I feel about this episode. The people who don't like it, don't like it because it's so over the top. Hmm. That's where my the weirdness of my taste comes out. No, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if there are people out there who think In Rem We Trust is a top five episode of the show, then I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out here out there who like this episode. Yeah, so I'm sure there are. And on YouTube there are a lot of there's a lot of love for it, which I was happy about. But like again, I've said before, it's like I don't wanna sound mean, but it's like <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna like sugarcoat my opinion on certain episodes just because no yeah you shouldn't well the reason why your opinion is so strong is because you love the show yeah so if there's something that you don't like about it you're gonna say it yeah no i feel like i might be in the minority of taking the show so seriously (laughs) (laughs) me too no but like you know what i mean it's like the way i 
don't prefer episodes that are sillier. I think most people that like the show, mm. they just accept the sillier episodes. Yeah. I think you dislike more when it deviates from its normal tone more than I do. For instance, I don't love Influenza and I don't love Band on the Roof, but I still like those episodes. I just wouldn't perf- If I'm sitting down to watch it, I'm not going to choose those episodes to watch. I'm going to choose a different episode. That's why those are lower on my list. Versus like things like All About Yvette, I don't like that one because I think that the characters in that are annoying. Like, I think Yvette's annoying. I think Charlotte's yeah. annoying. Um, that little boy is annoying. And then Family Picnic, <laughs> that one is just slow to me. That one is just not funny to me mm-hmm. at all. There's no real jokes in it. And then the other mm-hmm. one that I think of is in Rending Trust, obviously. But other than those three, like, every other episode, I can I just don't prefer it necessarily. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It's all a matter of taste, I guess. But All right, so MVP... I gotta say Donnie. I'm saying Donnie, and I know you're probably gonna say Chef Pierre. I am gonna say Chef Pierre. I do really. Obviously, I love Lewis in this, but other than him, Chef Pierre is really good. I do really like the Lieutenant Governor. Was it Woods? I think so. Dave, David Woods. Dave Woods? Yeah, I liked him too, actually, and I like Steve and Donnie, but um, I'm gonna go with the one and only Chef Pierre. Wee wee wee. Yep. Yeah, I gotta gotta go Donnie. Say. I'm with my mom on that one. I can't be mad at it. He saved the day. He's always good. Yeah. It's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? That for your information. Is it true that? What does that mean? Joe, do you have any trivia? Just the one I uh, just had a thing about the KFC. Um, and, and the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic thing. For me, it's like trivia slash pop culture. Okay. So obviously, we mentioned during Donnie's duck driving sequence we have a knockoff of get ready for this by two unlimited the title of the episode was taken from duck soup oh, yeah. 1933 marx brothers Classic. thing which was also interesting because that's a groucho marx connection to like the earlier lewis and he says something about uh we say the funny glasses yeah 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 yeah. he says yeah all i need is some duct tape and some funny glasses duct tape and funny glasses that's right. to entertain the guests mm-hmm. Yep, so then the Waltons nod at the ending. I just put Dunkin' Donuts just because. Of course. I also wrote down Lamborghini just because it's a name brand, like a big name brand. Yeah. Um, I don't really think they mention stuff like that, you know? Volvo is the only other one I can think you of. You know, instead of them wanting a pair of Adidas or something, you know, it's Quasis. Just like things like that, like they avoid any sort of name yeah. drops. Good point. Of of things like that so that was just interesting and the way i also meant to say i like the way donnie calls it a lambie yeah the outside of this episode i've never heard anyone say lambie i've heard lambie. yeah because it's usually a lambo yeah. yeah he's like i put like 80 miles on the lambie or something 93 i'm like holy cow that's circumnavigating los angeles or sacramento oh, wow. how many times and then the william tell overture plays when Ren is chasing Lewis, so the I'm sure it's public domain. I think that's all I had, but you shared that amazing bomb that, you know, Chef Pierre was in Titanic, which I mean I think that is the shock of the century for me. I can't Yeah. I cannot believe that. A couple of the other guest stars were in some other things. That one, I was like, holy cow, this guy was in Pirates and Titanic and one other thing I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty weird. Crazy. So is that all you got? Yeah, I didn't really have anything else other than that that, that was really a KFC. That was really the only other thing. 
<laughs> I know I've been wanting to look that up and like yeah. find where that is. Yeah, I found the address. It's on IMDb. So, everyone's favorite segment. It's time for some tweets. Joey says, I just had a violent flashback to the episode of Even Stevens where they eat duck, dot, 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 from a fast food restaurant, question mark. I can't stop picturing Christy Carlson Romano saying duck confit with broccoli rob, which is a line from Friends, but yeah. (laughs) So she doesn't say that, but. I don't get it, but yeah. I like violent flashback. Violent flashback. <laughs> like knocked him off of his chair. <laughs> so then Agnes says, I have this mega distinct memory of this one Even Stevens episode where Tofu is involved, and they make a big point to show how Shia LaBeouf doesn't like it. And for years, I refused to try Tofu because they didn't like it on Even Stevens. No, it's true. Like, they make it look super gross. Yeah. It's not that gross. Tofu's pretty good. <laughs> At Chloe Rurb says, watching Even Stevens and Donnie goes to a restaurant called Duck and Donuts. Ha 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 <laughs> Mike it was writing back to someone who posted a picture of their kitten. And he said, what an awesome kitten. Name him Seymour, parentheses. I don't know. He just looks like a Seymour, dot, dot, dot. This is also an Even Stevens reference. <laughs> Omar wrote, the duck episode of Even Stevens is on right now, in all caps, and put a picture of his TV, and it's the duck biting Ren's nose. I like that's, like, the one thing everyone remembers is that sec- that section. And it's on Disney Channel. It was on Disney Channel in 2014 when he took this picture. Oh, really? Oh, cool. So that's weird. I don't know where uh, he's at. But. They played it late at night every once in a while. Alicia Maurice says, I want to try duck. I remember even Stevens made Duck look good AF. Y'all remember that episode? (laughs) It just, well, because it looks like chicken. That's why, because it probably was chicken. Yeah, Yeah, no, it does look really good when they get the fast food duck. Yep. It's like, that's (laughs) it. Everyone just remembers Duck. At Brit So Lovely wrote back to someone and said, Oh my God, I just thought of that Even Stevens episode where they sold Duck in the drive-thru. LMAO. (laughs) (laughs) One person, Akil, uh, says what you'd probably agree with. The Even Stevens episode with Chef Pierre and the duck is the best. It's the 16th best, but yeah. (laughs) It's the 16th best, but yeah. Personal favorite, it'd be like number, it'd be like top five personal favorites, I think. Yeah, so those are all the tweets I found. Nice. Not too many, but... There were a lot of YouTube comments, but nothing that really stood out except one person saying that Chef Pierre is going to come after the like 12 people who disliked the video or something and then give them an earful. But uh, yeah, that was the only one that was funny. Uh, There's always comments like that. Like, I bet that I bet that one dislike was yeah, whoever probably <laughs> wouldn't like it. Yeah, it was Chef Pierre. Mm-hmm. Moving on to best quote or quotes. Uh, I kind of said what mine are while we talked about it, but yeah, I think my. Number one best quote is, you have a better chance cooking me, bud. And then we might as well eat lawn clippings. I also like Ren when Donnie asks her why she isn't touching her tofu, and she says, I'm just hoping it'll morph into a cheeseburger. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like I've used that. And then Steve saying, I fathered them. That's Those are my four quotes. My best quote is, faces, 
faces. Of course. Of course. My number one quote. That's it? The I, Well, I also wrote down, um, it's my fault too, I fathered them, and I thought he said he was going to count to three. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, was like, I liked how Donnie delivered that line. It was really good. Yeah. It's very classic Donnie. Yeah. That's it. So last but not least, alternate episode title. Like, not going to lie, I'm kind of been proud of some of the titles I've come yeah, up with. Yeah, you've had some really good ones. So far. So I had Si Senor. I had Say Cheeks. Say Cheeks. Then my other one was bad. It was like Lucky Stars or something, which was really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I'm kind of happy with the ones I came up with. So I came up with two. I sat for an hour today. Nice. Trying to come up with an alternate title. The first one is Seymour S'il vous plaît. <laughs> 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 just Seymour, please. But in French, because French, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then the one I think I like better is Duck Duck Ruse. Whoa, that's a good one. No, yeah, that one's the better of the two, I think. Yeah. I really like that one. Nice. That's a good one. Because it's a ruse. The whole thing's a ruse, right? The whole thing. Yeah, no, I know. It's awesome. That's a really good one. Duck Duck Ruse. Good stuff. Um, okay. So I have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So these are the these are my four that I thought of. It took me an hour to come up with these ones. Oh yeah. So number one, I have Seymour Ducks. <laughs> no, honestly, I almost came up with something very similar at first. You know, yeah. like Seymour Butts. How they always say that? Yeah. All the kids. Yep. That must have been what I was thinking of because I was uh, like, I know there's a joke with Seymour. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't remember what it was, and I was going to use that. That's why no one ever names their kids Seymour anymore because they'll just right. say Seymour Butts. But yeah, keep going. And then my next one is literally just wee wee wee. <laughs> and then what after that is Kennard ask you a question. Kennard ask you a question. And then my last one is it's so Kennard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> it's so Kennard to say goodbye to Seymour. That's a good one too, yeah, right there. That's like a Panic at the Disco song title. Yeah, it's way too long. Way too long. <laughs> like the, the Arctic Monkeys too. They always have those super long song titles. Uh, that's oh funny. man, that's funny. I was trying to find a canard pun, like kicked in the canards or something, but <laughs> oh my god, it didn't yeah. make any sense to the episode. Neither do any of these else other ones, but. <laughs> no, but be honest, you came up with those like right now. Yep. So that's pretty good. Literally, as you were reading the tweets, I was just thinking of stuff. But those are pretty good for coming up within like two <laughs> minutes. I had to think for an hour to come up with mine, but I'm quite happy with mine. <laughs> it's the dad jokes in me. Just always got them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I guess this was a bit of an interesting one. I mean, we're not like arguing really we're having pretty civilized conversations about this stuff i think i think because we both respect the other's a very strong opinion and we know we're not going to convince the other person out of it so we're just like (laughs) you know what i mean because there's somewhere i feel like we could convince each other one way or the other but this one i don't think we could have we were both so on the opposite we were just both so strongly about yeah. Our opinions. I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah. But I think, but I mean, I appreciate that you can at least see where I'm coming from. Totally. Yeah. So that'll just about do it for Duck Soup. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow on all of the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send an email, evenstevensranked.gmail.com, our subreddit, even more Stevens, which has really been hopping lately. I mean, really. There's been a lot of fun posts from people in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, be sure to join over there. Check that out. And of course, leave a voicemail uh, if you guys want to, because we love getting those. It's so fun to hear from you. Uh, so by calling the number in the description or recording your voice some other way and sending it to us. That's about it, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Quest for Coolness, which is a big one. Yep. I'm very excited about it. Me too. Such a good episode. So yeah, we'll see you guys then. See ya.